Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm Paul Arnold. He's Ernest Watts. We've had a wonderful summer, but we haven't done any podcasts since June 17th, and now it's August 20th, Ernest. Ernest, have you had a great time this summer? I did. I did. I, like I said, I've been to a Major League Baseball game. It's been a week in Florida. Watched some NASA flights go up. Went over to NASA. Worked on my tan at the beach. Had surgery in my eye. I had a pretty good summer. That to write that is the time for the right. Yeah, I got school starting next week. So, how I spent my summer vacation. Oh boy, I hated that assignment. And um, I had some illness, so I had a cough that was no good for podcasts. Then my wife and I went over to Scotland for our 35th anniversary. And uh, considering for our 25th, I took her to Detroit, I figured I had to <laughs> up my game a little bit. And we had a great time. It was the longest vacation we ever had. No, I did not develop a Scottish accent like Liam Neeson or um, Sean Connery. Um, I was tempted a few times to try something, and I said, no, 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 better not. Stay in your lane. Uh, but we heard a lot of people speaking German and French. Um, I think Europe all is coming over there because the dollar and the pound and all that is going pretty good. So we had a great trip, but I'm back now. You're back, and it's almost our favorite time of year. Ernest, it's football time. Almost football. We're playing pretend we're playing XFL Part 2 or USFL Part 2 with uh, all the uh, various guys playing. You don't see a lot of the starters, but there have been some interesting Things with the, the the four rookie quarterbacks that everybody's looking at: Young with the Panthers, Richardson with the Colts, um, uh, the guy with two names with the Browns, UCLA, who I can't remember, and um, the young man for the Houston. And, and none of them have really. The kid with Cleveland has pretty much been the most proficient. Yeah, we know he's not going to play. He's he's not the others are going to be starting positions, but it's it's so vanilla. You know the offenses, defenses tend to blitz a lot. You don't see a lot of they don't want to show their hands too much. So so coaches are being you know, you're just seeing the basics and working on timing. So if you try to draw anything off of preseason football, which is the term they use instead of exhibition, uh, other than the Ravens have that ridiculous. 27 game preseason winning streak, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, you, you're not going to, you know, you just want to keep everybody healthy. It's the injuries that creates fear for everybody. The only but reason I, I, I keep seeing the Lions as a legitimate Super Bowl yeah, contender. Yeah. Let me talk about that. Well, first of all, the only reason I watch preseason is because I'm curious who's going to make the team. I wanted to see that third string from Division Two. Is he going to make the team or some surprises? Um, you know, that like, I think it's, what is the team that has a division two team quarterback that's going to beat out Bears. Oh, Bears. the bears. Yeah. I like he's stories like that in the preseason. PJ Walker. He's going to beat out PJ Walker to be the second string quarterback, which is he cool. won. Yeah. He won the Harlan Hill trophy, which is division two's Heisman trophy award. Yeah. I mean, it's an underdog. Everybody loves the underdog. And as far as the lions, you taught me a long time ago, Ernest, be careful when there's too much of a bandwagon. Uh, you don't want to get your hopes too high too soon until it actually plays out. And, man, we are totally buying in around here with the Lions. Everybody's excited. Finally, it looks like we've got a decent team. Um, the schedule looks promising. Um, Goff and is back. The offense coordinator turned down some jobs to stay. Um, 
So, you know, one reference we both have said before, like everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid, but boy, that's not always a good reference, is it? I mean, did people forget Jim Jones and drinking the Kool-Aid was not a good thing? So, well, as often we said, it was flavor A. Do not throw off on Mr. Kool-Aid busting through uh, the wall. Oh, okay. yeah. So it was, it was flavor A, but okay. I, I think everybody's expectations are high. I don't know many guys who don't, I'm not going to say Super Bowl, but I think the fans of most teams right now think their team's going to be in the playoffs. I mean, the Bears had the worst record last year, yet a lot of people believe that Justin Fields is going to take him to the playoffs. And the NFC Central, right now, there's no lead team. Uh, if Lions would be it, I mean, I have serious doubts about Justin Love and the Packers. I just just don't see lightning striking twice and a guy who sat on the bench replacing a legend and doing as well. Okay, let me ask you, would you rather have Lance with the 49ers or Love with the Green Bay Packers? Same type wow. of player. Yeah, uh, well, I'd rather be with the 49ers than the Packers. That's obvious. With the ta- A lot of it has to do with the talent you have around you. I mean, it's interesting to me these first-round quarterbacks now who, who, to me, I think judgments already been made of, and that, that's two. That's, that's Lance, 49ers, and that's Willis uh, with the, the, the Titans. And it seems like the coaching staff and, and general managers have already given up on both of them. I mean, to yesterday, you had, um, uh, before Lance played in the second half, he was the third quarterback to go in. I mean, they brought in the guy with the ACL injury to play a series of downs. And Sam Arnold, who's been turned down more than a ninth grader at a senior prom. Uh, thank you very much. I mean, they're pretty much telling him he has the second string position at quarterback. So I, I, I don't, I just tend to think they're giving up on Lance way too early. Same thing with Willis. Uh, they tend to give him up. The Titans have kind of looking towards getting other quarterbacks. And there's a fairly, I mean, it's shades of Achilles Smith with the Bengals uh, 20 years ago. These are first-round quarterbacks that are being cut pretty fast. Fields don't have that danger. I think Fields is, is to the extent, he's a solid number one. And they've got him a, a wide receiver with DJ Moore now. We used to be with the Panthers. But I think that NFC North is kind of wide open. Well, I'm more nervous for C.J. Stroud down in Texas. Talk about, it's almost like throwing him to the Wolves down there. Not a very talented team. He always seems to have um, nervous feet on some big games. Um, I mean, he has all the... First year coach. Huh? First year coach. First First year year coach. coach. He's got all the physical skills. And the last time I, I remember any quarterback being thrown in and it really worked was Peyton Manning. I mean, can you think of another quarterback where they just forget it? We're just going to throw you in and you have to learn on the job. Was well, Chad at, Brady was the second year. Uh, Allen first year. for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, Allen for Buffalo. I mean, there's there's been a few. I'm trying to, you know, how quickly it changes in that respect. We thought we had a situation like that with, with Philadelphia. Hurts pretty much came in the second year. I, I think that Traditionally, it used to be three or four years. You know, Rodgers waited four years. Uh, uh, Favre was three years before he was a starter. 
it, it now it's two years if you don't produce. That kind of turns you aside in that respect. And I think that's uh, look at the kid that's um, behind Rodgers for the Jets now, who's done pretty good Wilson. during the preseason. Wilson, you know, Wilson, they've given up on him already. Wilson. I mean, they they pretty much packed him aside. I mean, it's, it's, again, there is no long plan to develop. And I guess the idea, I mean, look at Arizona. They're saying this make or break here for their quarterback. And Heisman, number one draft Murray? Pick. Yeah. But he, I've heard that he might not even play this year, that his injury was sufficient enough that he might have to skip this year. And to the extent that they thought, like, he may lose the position. I mean, quarterback is the only position where, traditionally in football, you don't lose your starting position because of the injury. But that's not true as a quarterback. If you outperform someone who was injured, you've got the job. They don't give it back to you after an injury. It's, it's I, like I said, in preseason, everybody thinks they're going to make the playoffs, especially since they expanded it three years ago. I don't think, can, can you tell me any team? Now, there are a lot of teams I would say don't have a shot. But can you think of any teams? I mean, uh, Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield. No. No. But, but then again, the, the NFC South is so weak that, again, a team with an under 500 record could, could win again. That's just the point of it. You know, I, there's so many storylines that are always there with NFL. Like, will the Rams bounce back after a year with Stafford being out and then basically resting a whole year to try to come back for one more try? Um, how important are running backs? Because you saw a bunch of switches of running backs where Minnesota's been on the cusp of winning playoff games, and then they get rid of Cook because the age-old thing, if he's 30, he's done, and he goes to the Jets. Um, you see they got rid of Ezekiel Elliott down in um, Dallas. Boy, there's there's so many big question marks. I think it comes down to who gets hot in the last you know three months of the year almost and go plays into the playoffs that way. I think the Rams will be the worst team in the league. I'll Ooh, say hot it. take. Hot take. Yeah. I Steven. think the Rams will be the worst. I think that uh, the kid from Georgia will be playing quarterback at the end of the year. Yeah, I Bennett's think. out in L.A. right now. Yeah, yeah. I think Stafford will not make it to the end of the year, and I think injuries, and I believe he, he will. he's playing out the string. I think this is it. I think he's become – He's got a bad case of Matt Ryan disease. He's just injured so much of the time that he's just not efficient. I think the Rams, and I think the, the coach will leave and be in TV next year. I just that's the one. Right now, that's the team I don't think has a chance above any other. The others I could foreseeable see. Texans ever have a more of a chance than the Rams? I think the Texans, Texans could conceivably make the playoffs. No, mm-hmm. no. AFC South only has one team, and you kind of wonder will they kind of. The success go to their head. I mean, right, Lawrence well, better, and I think it'll be better. But do you think the Colts are going to be that good? No, going to be I, that good. But there's so many question mark storylines. Look in your crystal ball, Oswami, okay. and tell me what the Denver Broncos are going to do with Sean Payton as their hot shot coach. Is that going to be the solution they need? They will have an under 500 record. I think they'll be the last place team in that division. I think Vegas has McDaniel has the quarterbacks he wants. I think Kansas City they've got to get their defense, got to pay out some money. But uh, I, I like I said, I don't Denver's and the Chargers. 
Chargers are a Super Bowl contender. They just picked up first-round draft pick, Kiffin TCU, probably was the best wide receiver out there in the draft. And the Chargers are my sneaky pick to get to the Super Bowl. And lose but to I, who? I, um, 49ers? Lose. 49ers quarterback situation. Rarely so does a team care. get to the Super Bowl for the first time and win. Yeah, yeah. Who in the NFC? 49ers, baby. That quarterback situation. Brock Purdy is, is again, he, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He's got and moxie, it, man. He's, he's, a, he's yeah, a story. A lot of moxie playing in the XFL. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's just it. it There's going to be a surprise team that comes out of there. Boy, I hate to say Dallas. I hate, but you know, Dallas is going to get lucky at some time. The Eagles. I think the Eagles are better than last year. I think Eagles, Eagles win Eagles it all this charge. year. Eagles, Chargers, Eagles, Chargers, Eagles win. I'm going out in August. Fly, Eagles, Eagles fly. Now, who are you picking for your Super Bowl teams? You, you, I just you did. Pick, Eagles oh, and pick, Chargers. I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, you're going to pick the same thing. I'm going to do a bandwagon with you. I've, I've learned not to go against the Swami. I'm going with the Swami this year. I think Sean Payton is going to suffer from a bad case of Bill Belichickism. Uh, yeah, and I know I, it all. Yeah, yeah no. The, I didn't, my quarterback should have got more credit for me winning than me getting credit for me. How much of that was his, his quarterback? You know, that's, that's what I contend. He you won mean Drew Brees when he was down in Yeah, New I Orleans. think Drew Brees contributed more to Sean Payton's illustrious reputation than Sean Payton doing for Drew Brees. I, I do believe that. We're finding out with Belichick is you can be the smartest man, but if you ain't got the horses... And I think Russell Wilson is suffering from that same, that same kind of mind that at that thirty-year-old age group when his physical running skills are gone, and if you make him a thrower and make him throw from the pocket, he is just not accurate enough and does not have a strong enough arm to the extent. I think he's. We're we're going to see him have another substandard year. All right, here's some quick hitters on NFL. Are you ready? Okay. Tua going to make it through the season. Uninjured? No. Okay. 49, uh, excuse me, Panthers 500 and above or, f- or below? 500. That's, that's, that wasn't a choice, was it? Right. Can't go 500. Washington Commanders, games. Rivera going to last the season as head coach? New owner, yeah, he'll last the season for the new owner gets his people in there. All right. Kansas City Chiefs offense, better or worse or the same without Bellamy? How better? Ooh. Be good. Yeah, I think they'll be better. All right. I don't think their defense will be as good, and I don't think they'll repeat. But All right. Our, our favorite boy, Aaron Rodgers, in New York Jets, uh, will they make the playoffs? No. No. You're in the same division with Miami and, and Buffalo. Uh, that's probably four losses to start off. I think his offensive line is not as bad as the Panthers. All right, um, Ravens. Do you think Beckham's going to last the season? No, he'll break down. Wide receivers at that age, they they tend to fall apart. He'll fall apart. All right, but, and then the last one: first head coach to be fired. Oh wow! To be fired? Yes, fired. 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 I have to. You got to have an impetuous owner for this to happen. And a guy who's been there for a period of time, but just not succeeding. 
boy, boy, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Not during the season, but I can see the Packers coach leaving. Ooh, ouch. I see LaFleur leaving. Wow. Yeah. I think I can see LaFleur leaving. Who do you who do you think? That was a difficult question for me because a bunch of guys got fired last year uh, at places where, you know, the leash was short, right? Um, so, and the Giants coach did Tampa good Bay. last year. I, yeah, I think you'd see Tampa Bay's coach being fired too. Yeah, I might say Tampa Bay because that's just a mess down there. If you're thinking about Baker Mayfield might be your solution, you're already in deep trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and throw Atlanta in there is a possible too. Because they're going in with the former quarterback from University of Cincinnati. Or the Texans, too. But Well, that's first-year coach. Yeah. They're going to give him a shot. That's the first. First-year guy, they're going to – very rare do you get a situation like Denver had last year where a guy's fired after the, his, his, his first year. But, but he's been trashed by so many people, Sean Payton being one of them. I think Sean Payton's in for a rude awakening. And that's just – again, I think – I think the Raiders will be better. I think you got Kansas City and, All right. and I got I got a name of somebody that might be fired. And I think he's been given too much grace so far. Uh, McCartney with the um Dallas. Dallas. I think you know, year after year they get close but they can't push off the top. They got rid of their offensive coordinator Moore thinking that was the answer, and he got snapped up right away by the Chargers because he led the, the best offense in the NFL for years. I think um, McCartney's next. I, I, I could see his defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, taking over. I could see that happen very easily because Dan for, Quinn has really been a big candidate for, for – remember now, he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. So I could see Dan Quinn – being the interim slash current, but and again, McCartney does he does some really Mike McCarthy makes some stupid decisions. He does has not no time management. Uh, they're putting a lot of pressure on Dak. They lost some offensive linemen. Uh, they're in division with an improving Giant team. And the Eagles, and even uh, even the Commanders, who maybe the Redskins again sometime soon with the new owners. Uh, that's a tough division. So yeah, yeah. Well, Ernest, the NFL is always fun to talk about. It is great to watch every weekend. The talent is there, but we also love college football and the early season, preseason picks polls which mean nothing that just tells you the powerhouses are still the powerhouses have uh number one being georgia number two being michigan my team number three being ohio state number four being alabama so let's talk about michigan because that's what i know most about so for the last uh three four months the ncaa has had something up their butt because they went to interview Jim Harbaugh because they had reported to them that Jim Harbaugh paid for two or three recruits to, to have cheeseburgers down at the Little Brown Jug, which is a bar slash restaurant in downtown Ann Arbor. And I guess they asked him about it, and he didn't remember it, he said. Something to this extent. Not all the details have been released, but this is what we're hearing. And then the NCAA who interviewed him got 
ticked off that they said, oh, Jim Harbaugh was lying to us. We're going to nail him for this. And so Harbaugh said, you know, there's nothing to see here, nothing to be ap- apologized for. It will clear out in the end. Then we start hearing rumors that they're negotiating the AD with NCAA, the toothless, grinless, weak, no-good NCAA. Can you tell where I'm coming from? Anyways, and they were going to negotiate that Harbaugh would be out for four games, but he could still lead the team in practices. He just couldn't be on the field during these games. And these first four games are easy games, right, supposedly? Well, Uh, ECU, I'm trying to remember the other one. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. So it goes back to NCAA. They supposedly worked out this compromise, and it got to a review committee that has to approve any time they make a deal like this. And they said, no, we're not going to approve this deal. And so they came back and announced this week that Harbaugh's going to get no suspensions for this year. They'll revisit it next year. Double secret probation. Uh, Ernest, we know millions and millions of dollars are spent in NIL money now above board, supposedly, and there's still millions of dollars being spent below board. And the NCAA got their their nose out of joint, at least one guy, and they're spending all this time on two or three Ah. cheeseburgers. Ernest, tell me, am I just misreading this, or is the NCAA just a total joke now? While this is going on, the Big Ten is eviscerating. <laughs> yes, well, right. They're they're destroying another league. Yeah, they're destroying another whole a uh, hundred year old. Supposedly, Bill Walt calls it the Conference of Champions. Uh, millions upon millions of dollars are being resent while this petty little argument is going on, and it's the old Watergate. It was the idea that the NCAA claims that Harbaugh lied to them. They claimed it was a cover-up, and they were more upset by the cover-up than the actual buying or whatever the small meal for that respect. And you're right, millions of dollars are passing hands. But that's the NCAA. They make the worst stands on the minor. It, it's, if you follow politics, this thing's been done a lot. Is you, you do the old, it's the uh, Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. They get you fixed on minute little things. Politicians are good at that while the big stuff goes through unheeded and everybody has their hands in the coffers. That's what's happened here again. Do you think he's the only 365 college coaches and think he's the only one who bought breakfast for a recruit? No. They got girls. Through. I mean, Louisville was hiring hookers for recruits, okay? Uh, this This was – he's a very, very – public figure among coaches, probably the most identifiable coach, second most, I'll take that, uh, behind uh, Alabama. And I think they just wanted to make an example of him. That You cannot, and their, their interpretation was you cannot lie to them. While Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and California sit around and go, we have nowhere, we have no conference. And it just doesn't, and the SEC has already told them and told Clemson and told Florida State that we don't want y'all. We're happy with what we have. Because when you add teams, you dilute the payout and money to a large extent. So, I, I, you know, the big crisis is 
There are rivalries that we're not going to see anymore. You've got Colorado jumping from the Pac-12 to the, the, the Big 12, along with Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. I mean, next year, you're going to need a, a compass to figure out who's in what division. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's the old polit- political trick of getting you focused on some minute, trite subject. Yeah, it's a, NCAA while has just changed. We've Nero, known this for years. Nero, it's Nero fiddling while Rome burns. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, is he dealing with? No, it's, it's going on. But again, you've got a bigger problem. You've got teams, you've got four teams who have all been ranked fairly recently who have, you know, Stanford has an outright an academic uh, reputation, which which is second to none, and they're going to be left out because everybody's cut all the corners. And you talk about the top four, and they were all in two conferences, and that's what we're getting towards eventually. Is there going to be two conferences? Dumber than that, we're going to have the ACC add on Stanford, SMU, and Notre Dame, which is going to make travel again. I mean, no one cares about the athletes. No one cares about the girls' softball team having to. Uh, play games at the equivalent of 12 o'clock at night for them while they're on the West Coast. It's no one, again, that's why kids get as much money as they can. I'm all for it. Because no one cares. It's it's football. No one cares about basketball. No one cares about the other sports that don't produce professionals. Uh, it's Every college is in there for the money. They are a business, yeah. and they might as well they need to be a business. They need to pay workman's comp. They need to pay the players. And make it for what it is, is a glorified minor league for the NFL. It is. And you know what's going to happen? Once it starts, we're going to love it all over again because of the pageantry, oh, yeah. for the wild plays that happen, because the, the level of play and talent is more diverse than NFL. NFL, all good players. But college, well, you never know what you're going to get on a given Saturday. And, um, and you see NBC's put their hand and their money into this, too. They're going to show games on Saturday night, NBC. On Piedmont, on Peacock, where kids, where people, unless they have Peacock, will not see. There are two games on Peacock. Yeah. One of the Ohio State games will be It's on like Peacock. before we had one cable bill. Now it's like a, a death by a thousand cuts for premium services. Uh, Here, here's my old man rant. Okay. Oh, you're just starting um, one now? I thought you've had one all along. I've had one all along. I grew up getting up on New Year's Day, watching the Rose Bowl, and watching USC play Ohio State or Michigan. Now that game's going to be at the end of September or the middle of October, and it'll be no more different than a Bowling Green Kent State game. It's another game during the regular season. The Rose Bowl, as we know it, is officially dead. So they'll play the game, and it'll probably be one of the uh, semifinals and occasionally a final for the national championship, but it's not the granddaddy of them all anymore. The Rose Bowl after this year is officially dead because you have no Pac-12 yeah, or Pac-2. Right. Pac you don't even have Sun Pack in the mall to buy your beach stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's uh. the sad. Tradition means... We are sports fans because of tradition. Yankees and Dodgers, Duke and Carolina, UCLA and basketball, uh, the original six in hockey, 
And in college football, it was built on certain traditional games. Texas, Texas A&M. Oklahoma, Nebraska. Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan, Ohio State, which will now be a regular season. Now they're going to play. They're not going to have a division. So you're going to get two of them. And that's going to dilute it. You, you've got the possibility, Michigan, Ohio State, playing three times in a year. Because they play in the regular uh, season. They can play in the, the whatever the big 18 will be. <laughs> the, uh, the big 10 final, and then they could play in the semifinals. So if somebody gave you free tickets, either to uh, the best college football game that weekend or the best NFL game that weekend, what are you going to take? Oh, wow. So you're saying the difference, let's say, either a Michigan-Ohio State game okay, or Oklahoma-Texas. Something like that. The best college game or, for that weekend or the or, best NFL matchup that or weekend. Or Kansas City-Philadelphia. Yeah. I would go, ooh. That's a good choice. Let's see, they could play multiple times. They're diluting it. They really are. No, no, you're not answering the question. Answer the question. Now I'd go to the Michigan-Ohio State game. Okay. But yeah. in two years, when they play twice, well, every year they're going to play twice, pretty much. Because you know they're going to be the top two teams. Right, There's no right. divisions anymore, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Because uh, everybody's not playing everybody. I grew up. When conferences, everybody play, played everybody in the conference. Basketball, you played them twice, home and away. That's that's done with. College football used to you had a eight you had a ten man conference. You played every team nine times. You had two. Uh, right, I think we got the point, Ernest. Wait a second. I don't want to I mean, lose any vis- listeners too long on this, but but aren't you sad that the the Rose Bowl? And you know, that was back when you only had one game a week on TV. Yeah. The Rose Bowl is dead. The the one thing I think will still happen is if you go to a game and once you walk in through that gate and you see all those thousands of people and you hear the band playing and all the players run on and just the energy, you know, for we always brag that we have a hundred and uh seventeen thousand, hundred and thirteen thousand or something like that. And when you're in that stadium when there's that many people, it is really captivating, right? It's really good. And you can have that fi- similar feel with an NFL game, but not quite the same. So um, that's but what I... Do you like cheesecake? Yeah. Do you like cheesecake? If I gave you two whole cheesecakes to eat... No. That's too much. Too much. If Ohio State and Michigan play three times in one year... It's too much drama. I don't loses. need that. When, when you have 16 teams in a playoff, the whole thing in college football that makes it singular among all sports, including the NFL, is the importance of every game. If Michigan loses to Northwestern, they're done. Pretty much kills their ability to win a national championship. Every game is important. That's gone. As of next year, that will be gone. Mm. And I think that that we've seen it with college basketball. Used to be regular season college basketball was so important. Not so much. And now no one pays attention to the tournament. Yeah. Literally. I I mean, I'm seeing empty seats where I used to see packed games when there were small conferences and intense rivalry. And I think from a money wise situation, they look at, well, if we get a hundred thousand to hundred ten thousand to watch Michigan Ohio State. How many can we get if we divide three times? 
Mm, yeah. You understand the sport, and, and that's it. And, and the conferences are going to bleed into. It's you're, Ohio you're gonna, State's fault. They're just trying to find another way back in. But anyways, we got to get onto some other topics oh, okay. real quick. All right. All right, we're going to do five good months of soccer. Our tribute to Dan Patrick as he okay. likes to do on his team. So, do you want to talk about Messi or Women's World Cup first? Well, the Women's World Cup was was a joke. I mean, they you had these commercials that Fox did where they have these foreigners talk. We were going to. They were going to go back in the past, like Terminator, and and interest them to play other sports, and and the idea was is they you know back in the night was it the ninety six Olympics Dan versus Dan, they had these two guys Americans that were competing for the decathlon, and it was this great rivalry. Nike spent a lot of money into it. Well, what happened was one of them didn't make the Olympic team, and it was one of the biggest flops in advertisement. That's the same thing with this. I mean, that in three o'clock games, I did not watch one game. Oh, Ernest, I, I you're so enough. American. See, I, I well, was over in Scotland and England, and I was watching it, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. There was drama. Um, the Jamaica team was tr- really a surprise. Um, there were some other teams. It was pretty good soccer and the drama of it. Yes, U.S. fell in their face. Yes, they need to reboot. Um, but England and Australia and then Spain, they were decent games. But I thought you were going to talk about Messi because Messi's just rebooting the MLS, basically. I mean, well, now, they, I'm old enough to remember when Pele played for the Cosmos, 76. And that was a team with Franz Breckenbrau. Uh, it, uh, it was an all-star. But these guys were all over their hill at that time. And it was more of a Harlem Globetrotters field. I mean, they would pack Giant Stadium for soccer games, right around 77,000. But when he retired, the whole league collapsed because everybody just came to see Pelé. And Pelé was, was, he was washed. He was 36, 37 years old. Messi's not washed. Now, the problem is, as opposed to years before this year, is all the games were over air. Uh, every home team had their own TV contract. ABC, Fox show games, two games uh, a weekend. Now Apple has the contract. And if you want to put out 35 bucks, you can watch Messi. But it, it's kind of put a stranglehold. It's, it's, and again, Apple paid a lot of money towards that contract for Messi to come. But I think it's really reducing the exposure. In the 80s, the NHL was the first league to put their games on all cable, no over-the-air broadcast. And it, it, it hurt the NHL in exposure until they started making their southern expansion. They're doing everything right except no one's seeing Messi play. Yes, and they that, are. They're seeing them on YouTube, the little short clips. YouTube. Yeah, but they're not seeing the entire – I mean – his, his ability goes beyond just scoring every once in a while. And, and again, I have Apple. I'm not one of those. I have the opportunity to watch him. But, but I think this is the one time when they need to get more games on free TV, get more of his games on free TV to draw people in. I don't say all of them. Well, I've I, watched some MLS this year and before Messi came around, and it was a noticeable drop from Premier League or from – the European leagues, and I just couldn't watch it. It just felt like it was two steps below. It was like watching Double A when you're used to watching, 
you know, Major League Baseball. And so Messi coming here dominating doesn't surprise me. He still does have fresh legs in a way. Um, but it, it's just somehow it's got to be more than Messi. And I don't see other players carrying the torch beyond Messi right now. Well, they've done that. They did that with Beckham uh, when he played for the LA Galaxy. Again, they did the same mistake they know they did with Pelé in the old national North American soccer league. So, yeah, they have to build that. I do applaud him to the fact that he could have gone to Saudi Arabia and made 20 times the money he's making. But I, I, he's getting ownership, and he's also seeing the seeds of his effect here locally. And is, if, is, if Mama's happy, everybody's oh, yeah. happy. And she can hang out with Victoria Beckham in Miami and shop and all that and not worry about it versus whatever was going to happen overseas. And he'd be playing in Saudi while she was back home in Spain. He, he or had a, like I said, he had a house in Miami, so this wasn't somewhere new for him. And Miami is more than, except for maybe New York and L.A., those are the three international cities that we have in this country. You know, Atlanta, Chicago, Kansas City, they're not international towns. But the other three are. And Miami is almost a gateway to South America for most Americans. So it, it had to be that location. They're in last place. They just, they lost the League Cup that just finished last night against Nashville in overtime. But, it's again, it's exciting. I just wish there was more exposure to get more kids into it. But then again, you're right. They watch YouTube. They don't watch over-the-air TV like us yep. old folks. They just get it on YouTube or TikTok, and they're good, and they just move on to something else. All right, got to talk entertainment before we wrap this podcast up. Movies, uh, movies, movies. Movies, movies. You want to give us some reviews? Uh, Mission Impossible, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1, fantastic. It got kind of lost between Barbie and Oppenheimer. People just kind of forgot about it. And again, kind of like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it has a blunt to-be-continued at the end. Three-hour movie and then to-be-continued. And with the writer's strike, that may be two or three years from now before this is the end of it. Oppenheimer is, will be the best picture of the year. Uh, it is overwhelming. It is a fantastic movie. I had very familiar with the story. There have been two treatments in the past that I've done. One with Paul Newman called the Fat Boy and Little Guy, uh, where Dwayne Schultz played Oppenheimer. That was uh, the guy on 18. It's also uh, he was Ensign Barkley on Star Trek: Next Generation. Uh, there was also a version with a uh, TV movie with Brian Dennehy, and I forgot who played Oppenheimer. This is the first one that that focuses a lot on what he went through when his uh, his uh, status was taken away from him, a kind of a rumor mechanism, and a great heel turn by Robert Downey Jr. plays one of the best villains. It, it showed he could be more than Iron Man in that respect. But uh, that, that was a fantastic movie. Indiana Jones, if they'd taken the first 20 minutes and kept it in World War II, it would have been pretty good, but it, people just kind of lost interest. And no, I will not see Barbie. Uh, for TV, I highly emphasize Justified City Primeval, which is based in Detroit. Uh, if you liked uh, the character in Justified in the TV series that ran for five years, you will love this eight episode on FX. 
uh, it is is truly nice in that respect. Also, Twisted Metal on Peacock, which is the video game, and uh, same guy played Falcon is the hero of it. It's a lot like um, uh, Deadpool, a lot of that type of humor. So a lot of good TV on out there. I'm losing track. And Futurama is back. The series that they've canceled five times is back on Hulu with new episodes. There you go. They Fast predicted future. the future that they would be back. Yes, yes. They make fun of it, uh, of being off. It's self-referential. It's, it's, it's great. Is this where we get the last minute now? Yes, and, and your I last minute. Story. Be, I story. Do your sad story, but also give me a prediction in the next, what will happen in the next month. Anywhere you want to go. There'll be two more firings in Major League Baseball. All right. There you go. There you got two of those. Um, I'm going to give you the sad story of a guy that I got to see play uh, during our vacation. That was Wander Franco. Wander Franco last year signed a 11-year contract for $182 million. And he may be the next player after Pete Rose to be banished from the game. Mm. Wander Franco is a great shortstop, a switch hitter, switch hitter. Uh, great fielder, uh, the star of the Rays, who were the surprise team uh, of the first half of the season. But it seems as if he's been accused of having an improper relationship with two underage girls. He has a wife and two sons. And the idea that in Dominican law uh, is much more brutal in this respect than American law. Uh, there's a very real possibility this guy who was all-star player this year will never play baseball again, joining Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe Jackson. And, and you kind of wonder about the decisions individuals make. This is a, a lesson to young people and adults everywhere. Uh, as much as you can accumulate in your life, you can lose it with one bad decision. And it's, it's a sad story. It truly, truly is. I hope it doesn't come to that point, but all the stories and everything I hear out of the Dominican Republic and out of the Tampa Bay area is this, this probably is true. And it's a, a stunning story. And one more thing. I am 67 years old. I have never heard of a hurricane or earthquake hitting Los Angeles in the same day. I've never heard of a hurricane hitting Los Angeles. They're calling the hurricane. They had a 5.1 hurricane, a 5.1 earthquake today while the hurricane comes up Baja, California. They hit Los Angeles. This is in the time stuff, folks. I mean, the strange thing was they had to cancel Sunday's games. And the teams that were playing was New Orleans was playing an exhibition football game. Tampa Bay was playing the Angels. And Florida was playing the Dodgers. All the teams. All the towns where hurricanes hit all the time were there. Do you think they brought them with them? Strange stuff. Well, that cheery five minutes from was from Ernest <laughs> Watts to uh, conclude. <laughs> uh, I get it, Ernest. I never heard of a hurricane going toward California. My brother lives in Los Angeles, and I was going to give him a call. Hopefully, they're just going to get some rain. And uh, But you always have mudslides and all sorts of things out there. Um, my prediction is there's one more, at least one more big trade at MLB. I know we've gotten past some of the deadlines, but there's always one 
owner that's willing to put all the cash, all the chips in there to see if they can do it this year. And Ernest, I'm looking forward to football just like you. So folks, if you enjoy the podcast, if you say, hey, where have you guys been? Send us an email to gobluearnold at gmail.com and let us know you're still listening and want more of this content. It's always great to talk with Ernest. And so for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Have a good night.